Thank you very much for coming this morning. The Lord's given us a beautiful fall day. We've really come to just take a little time to reflect on Marty's life. I wish I had gotten to know Marty better in the years that she moved here. She really took care of Anna Mae for a long time. And then was shortly after Anna Mae passed that Marty was diagnosed with cancer. And so most of my time with Marty has been either ministering to Anna Mae or ministering to Marty, really was not able to get to know her more in a social environment. But most of you are her family and you know her from long ago. Some of you are from camps that she had worked at and some of you from the church. Uh, our goal this, this morning is really to just take a few minutes, kind of reflect, rejoice that she is in her heavenly home where she no longer is struggling or suffering. I will tell you, I sat down, I, one day she asked me to come by and she said, I want to sit down and I want to talk about my service. And um, she, she said to Dave, Dave, you, you don't have to stay in here for this. Um, and he chose to go to the other room and we sat and we chatted and she started off by telling me, I want my service to be short. I said, okay, I will do my best. And then she proceeded to give me all her favorite verses she wanted read in her service. <laughs> and I told her, I said, well, I will try to take all that and all the, the other things, as well as the list of favorite songs, and we'll try to go ahead and respect your wishes for it to be short, but yet at the same time, touch on the things that meant so much to her. We're going to open up with a word of prayer, but I do want you to know that absolutely she was such a person of faith that today she is at peace she is with the Lord she's enjoying her heavenly home Dave and I were talking about that just the other day he said you know I'm doing okay because I know where she is and what a great wondrous testimony Let's open up with a word of prayer. And then I, I have some young ladies who are going to come and sing for us. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. One of the songs that Marty specifically asked to have sung in her service. Father in heaven, we come before you and we thank you that you love us. And Lord, we thank you that we can find in your scriptures such verses of comfort, strength, peace, hope. And Marty was a lover of your word. And because of that, she, she sought out a walk and a relationship with you that has now blossomed into being in your very presence. We thank you, Lord, for having to, gotten to know her. We thank you for the life she invested in Christian service. And I pray that as her family and friends gather today, that we would find great peace and strength in understanding her faith. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Ladies.
stopped by to visit with Marty and Dave and we were sitting and chatting and uh, they were they were rejoicing in the fact that Marty had been able to go for a ride that day and they had swung by and visited with joy and so Marty was just so happy she had gotten out and it it was one of the last times that she had been able to get out and as we sat and chatted, she had talked again, mentioned some things about her funeral. And um, one of the things she had told me is that she wanted the same poem read that was read in anime service. Uh, and I told her, I said, well, I'm almost positive I have that in my file. And she said, well, if you can't find it, let me know and I, I'm sure that I can find it. But I did have it in my file. Uh, and because of the link, I asked Joy if she would come and read that poem for us. Things Just Don't Happen by Esther Fields. Things just don't happen to us who love God. They're planned by his dear hand then molded and shaped and timed by his clock. Things just don't happen, they're planned. We don't just guess on the issues of life. We, Christians, just rest in our Lord. We are directed by his sovereign will in the light of his holy word. We, who love Jesus, are walking by faith, not seeing one step that's ahead, not doubting one moment what our lot might be, but looking to Jesus instead. We praise our dear Savior for loving us so, for planning each care of our life, then giving us faith to trust him for all, the blessings as well as the strife. Things just don't happen to us who love God, to us that have been taken to us that have taken our stand. No matter the lot, the courage, or the price, things just don't happen, they're planned. On the bottom of the handwritten poem was this verse, Romans 8:28. And we know 
that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. At this time, we're going to go ahead and sing Amazing Grace. Brother John is going to play the piano and lead us in that with his voice. Um, I am sure you know the song, and uh, Marty loved the song. She asked that it be sung. Dave Shields is going to come up and give a eulogy, a few comments, and then we're going to open it up and see if there's some other folks who might have some things that they would like to share. Well, first of all, I thank everybody for coming to celebrate this time of her going to heaven. Um, I was going to read her obituary, but I said, you know, everybody else can read too, so. But there's just some things in there that I'd like to bring out. Um, she did love the Lord. She always would say that, you know, it's in his timing when she's going to, you know, be gone. Um, it also um, was put in there that, you know, she was a servant. She was a great servant. She served in many camps and many ministries throughout the years. Um, Karen and I were able to um, go to some of these camps that they were at. It was she was a very good host. Um, we had some fun. One of the good times that we had was uh, we had gone to uh, Kalamazoo and we went to the Air Force Museum there. And we won't go into what happened there to me, but uh, she thought it was funny. It was. It, was three day, it took me about three days to get my head straight. But um, she was uh, very caring. She cared about family. She cared about what happened in the family. She also cared very much for her, you know, her time with Dave. She, she cared that she didn't want, at, near the end, didn't want to be a real burden to him. Um, so um, she took care of Aunt Anna May. 
Every time I called, I'd, I'd always ask Anna Mae how she's doing. She said, I'm doing fine. I get the same answer out of Martha. But with Martha, or with Anna Mae, I'd ask Martha, well, how's she really doing? And Martha would tell me. So when I call Martha and she'd say, I'm doing fine. I said, yeah, okay, now that you've done the fibbing, tell me how you really feel. And so she would, you know. And, uh, but it was always good to talk to her. The last, we talked to her the day before she passed and she had, you know, I would, Karen asked me on the way home, are, are you, you know, do you believe you're gonna see her again? I said, I don't think so. And uh, the next day she had passed away, but she, the Lord was merciful. He took her, he took her quick and, and uh, that's just what she wanted. Um, the one of the one of the verses I wanted to read was uh, I can get my phone going here. Bad. Oh, here we go. Um, okay, so. It says, uh, be anxious for nothing but in everything but prayer, supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. And she very well let God know that she didn't want to be a burden on anybody. And he had the grace to take her when, you know, in his time. And one of the other things, she loved family. She loved family very much. She always is... Uh, concerned about family and how they were doing, how their lives were going, and uh, we'd, we'd have a lot of talks about family, <laughs> but uh, she was uh, always concerned how things are, you know, how their lives were doing and how everybody was going, doing, and, and uh, so I, I had an, another verse that, that uh, it came to mind. Um, and this one, I, I, I really um, know that she went to every once in a while. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence. Reverent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoicing in hope, patience, and tribulation. And continually steadfastly in prayer. And, you know, when she was... Going through all this, I know she was praying daily to the Lord to to uh, keep her, you know, keep her from pain, and and uh, hoping that He would take her and to not to be a burden on anybody. I'm going to miss her. We did a lot of things when we were kids. Well, she's ten years older than me, but um, on the farm, you know, we went out sliding and playing the snow when. And then when I was a teenager going to the academy, she happened to rent an apartment in St. Johnsburg. I was always there. I never went home, so I was always at her place. So we'd go out and, and have something to eat or, you know, late at night we'd slide up and down our hill. Well, actually down, we didn't go up. But. <laughs> <laughs> we had to walk up. But anyway, and we'd, we'd spend hours on that hill sliding. So 
I just have fond memories of being with her. And, and she was, she'd love to be, she'd love to laugh. I'd like to get her to laugh. Okay. Um, she was probably the most um, outgoing, but not outgoing. Okay. Than the rest of her brothers and sisters. <laughs> um, she kind of kept to herself at times, you know. Uh, she had a lot of opinions, and uh, it was great to talk to her with some of the opinions she had about different things. So, anyway, I'm going to miss her, and 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 I, I just thank everybody for coming to um, celebrate this time with us. Thank you. David and I did not compare our notes of what we were going to share, so you're going to hear some of it over again, but it's all to be said. So, um, well, I've known Aunt Martha, or as many of you know her, by Marty for over 40 years. Many of the times we spent together were, were usually during family gatherings. I always enjoyed the time we could spend with her, but I didn't always have an opportunity to have in-depth conversations with her or really get to know her as a person. Of course, we would visit, but generally she would sit back and listen to conversations more than talking. And that's just how she was in a lot of ways. Marty was gracious, meek, humble, kind, gentle, loving, patient, and so much more. Family was so important to her. She loved her family and prayed often for each one of us. She was always a worker, a helper to others, and certainly wanted to be able to take care of herself and her home for as long as she could. She did not want to be a burden to anyone. She stated that a lot. She appreciated being able to reach out to family members, but sometimes felt she should not bother us because she knows we're all busy. Marty would frequently say, I'm sorry, to me and others, especially in the last couple of years when caring for our Nana Mae and most recently when her own illness got worse. This past August, I was asked if I could stay with Martha for a few days while Dave went to serve with this church's camp. Since I was newly retired, I had the time. At first, I wasn't sure what to expect. I certainly knew I didn't have a lot of experience with healthcare, but she was at a place where she was spending a lot of her time in bed and basically not eating much. In fact, Dave told me to bring a lot of books to read because I would be having a lot of time um, to myself. But God had a bigger plan. Early in my stay with her, she wanted to make sure I knew it was okay to come into her room to visit. She wanted the company. We had quite a few talks over these few days. In fact, she and I really had an opportunity to get to know each other and share a lot of things, and we grew a lot closer. We talked about how we each came to know the Lord, some of our favorite scripture verses, things from our earlier childhood and early adult years, before we met and married our respective Davids. It turns out she and I had a lot of things in common. We both have struggled with insecurities, one of the biggest things we have both experienced is worrying about not being good enough to please others or hoping we weren't making others upset if we weren't doing as they might want to have wanted us to do. 
We both have experienced times when we felt we were not lovable in the sight of the Lord, even though we both know that is not the case. But her faith was strong, and she shared many times throughout her illness that she had a peace, that her Father God was with her through this journey. She continued to apologize for asking me to help her to do things, and no matter how many times I told her to stop apologizing, she would still feel bad. Even in August, Marty was not feeling well, but she did not want to let on just how poorly she felt. She shared with me that she just didn't have any fight left in her. She wondered if her going through this disease was because God might be mad at her. She needed lots of reassurance that God has never stopped loving her and would not turn his back on her at all through her journey. By the end of my stay with her, she seemed to perk up a bit. Her appetite got a little bit better. She was sitting up more and that twinkle in her eye reappeared. When Dave returned home from camp on Saturday around noon, it was so evident by both their expressions that they were so glad to see each other again. She was David's princess. The highlight of my week was when she told me she considered us sisters. She told me I was a real blessing to her, but I am the one who is blessed for God allowing me to have these precious days with her. Like I said, God had a bigger and better plan. Four weeks later, the day before Marty passed, David and I went over to see Marty and Dave as he has shared. She wasn't doing well, but she was really trying hard to hide it. She of course started apologizing all over again. She was frustrated because she knew she had reached the point where she really couldn't do anything on her own or be left alone anymore and was dependent on others to help her with everything. But at the same time, she had been told she was not yet qualified to enter the McClure respite facility for her final days. She knew that her care was going to be more burdensome and didn't want to put all of that onto Dave. So she worried about him too. She was in a place of limbo, so to speak. During our visit, she told David and I she didn't even know how to pray to God anymore. I tried to reassure her that God knew her needs and prayers before she prayed them. And all she needed to do was surrender it all to the Lord. Her focus faded in and out during our visit. While she didn't really say much out loud, it was evident she was uncomfortable and in pain. She tried to eat and drink, but she didn't really feel like doing that either. She told us she was ready to be done with it all. We chatted for a while and there were lapses in conversation. Shortly before we left, Marty and I had a last few moments alone together. She kept saying she felt like she was being a baby and I assured her she wasn't being a baby and that was not true. We got her repositioned into her bed and I brought her, brought her some fresh water. I asked her if it would be okay to pray with her. She said, yes, I had no idea what to pray, but God provided his words through me. I held her hands and asked God to reassure Marty that she was loved so much that as much as all of us here on earth love her, I asked God to reassure Marty that he loved her so much more. 
I prayed that Marty needed to be reassured that God knows her intimately and more than any human and that he knows exactly what she's going through to reassure her that he's not going anywhere. I prayed that Marty would fully surrender herself to him and let the Lord work through her for whatever time she had left. During this prayer, I felt the presence of the Lord in the room with us. I also realized that this was quite like likely the last time I would be with her. As I asked God to take care of Marty, she squeezed my hands, and when I ended the prayer, she looked at me and said, thank you, I feel comfortable and at peace. The next morning, we learned Marty was found unresponsive and had been taken to the hospital. I knew God was working out that state of limbo for her, but I thought he was providing a way for her to get transferred to the respite home. Needless to say, God's perfect plan for her life was being accomplished that morning in his perfect timing as he called her into his presence and into her eternal home. Her earthly race was finished and she was hearing, well done, my good and faithful servant. All of us here will miss her greatly and many of us know that we'll see her again one day. But for now, I want to end with this poem, a favorite of mine that has ministered to me when I have lost other loved ones to sickness and disease. God saw you getting tired and a cure was not to be. So he put his arms around you and he whispered, come to me. With tearful eyes, we watched you and saw you fade away. And although we loved you deeply, we could not make you stay. A golden heart stopped beating, hard working hands at rest. God broke our hearts to prove to us he only takes the best. As we get ready to open this up, for others to just kind of reflect. I chose this as a time for me to give you one of her reflections. She asked me to read John chapter 14 verses one through four in her service, but she qualified it by saying to me, I want you to tell my story before you read the text. And I told her I will do the best I can. She was uh, a young nurse at the time, she was working at the hospital in a four bed unit. And she told me that she was on the night shift and about one o'clock in the morning, the phone rang on her floor. And her nurse by the name of Carol, the head nurse on the floor, came to her and said, your mom is in the ER downstairs. And so she went down and she visited with her mom and then she had either finished her shift or it was just about time to finish her shift and she had gone home and picked up her dad, brought her dad to see her mom at the hospital and there they visited until uh, Marty needed to go and get some rest. So she had gone home, it was just about noon and she said she had just gotten in her room and sat down and read John 14, one through four. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. 
In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. She said just as she had finished reading that text and closed the Bible to get some rest, her brother came and knocked on her room's door and said, I just wanted to come and tell you that mom has passed to heaven. And she said that that instilled into her heart a connection and a peace to that text that lasted throughout her life. So as each of us take just a few minutes to maybe share a story or a reflection, I do want to remind you that she multiple times said to me, Pastor, please make sure my service is not long. And I said to her, I will do my best. <laughs> but let's go ahead and open it up. And uh, maybe you have a short, a short reflection you'd like to share. Is there anybody? Joy? So I worked on the pictures for the slideshow, and which brings back a lot of memories. And so um, I wanted to say that Aunt Martha, first of all, was very brave. We know that because she would be able to enter um, a bantering session with Uncle Paul. And one point, I saw her win. And that's very brave. <laughs> the second is that she was very adventuresome. And you'll see that there's a picture of um, my dad, my mom, myself, and I think it was Tim. And we're short. Dad decided we were going to climb Snake Mountain, and we did it. And that is adventuresome. <laughs> you think about us going up Snake Mountain at that time. And the third is that Aunt Martha was loved. And you'll see that in the pictures of her wedding. And Aunt Martha married when um, Uncle Dave, when many of us were um, a little bit older, and we can remember that wedding. And I remember at that wedding, she spoke very clearly. She said, he loves me. Anybody else? Yes. something that Stacy wrote. It's an acrostic poem about Aunt Martha. Amazing, unique, nice to everyone, talented in some way to win at Scrabble, <laughs> McDonald's coffee, always liked doing something to keep busy, reader, took me to U-Mall, had lunch uh, at, at IHOP, um, oh, hungry every two hours, smiley face, and A, always in my heart. Anybody else? Yes. I just want to share, um, I have a lot of memories with her, but I think um, the most precious one to me is the night 
that uh, I got a phone call at my house here for Jen's at 10 o'clock at night. Oh, I hope this isn't, a, isn't too late to call. Yeah, we were already in bed, but I didn't tell her. <laughs> and she said, I just have to tell somebody. I'm engaged. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, and we talked for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> I was just as excited as she was. I didn't know about this guy at Romney that she was hanging out with. So I had, to, I had to get some background on him and stuff. But it meant a great deal to me that she would, you know, the funny aunt that always took me to Romney, the funny aunt that, uh, that would take me wherever, and she was the adventuresome one. And that she would share that with me, that meant a lot to me. Somebody else? She had asked me to read to you Psalm 103. This was a, a psalm that was very dear to her heart and she wanted to share it with you. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like an eagle's. The Lord executeth righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways unto Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pitieth his children, so the Lord pitieth them that fear him. For he knoweth our frame, he remembereth that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass. As a flower of the field, so he flourisheth. For the wind passeth over it, and it is gone. And the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. And his righteousness unto children's children. To such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye his hosts, ye ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. At this time, we're going to sing the congregational song, I Have Decided to Follow Jesus.
what day that will be. songs were specifically asked for by Marty and then also the text for the message also was chosen by Marty however she gave me three chapters and I said well Marty that's a lot of that's a lot of sermon right there and she felt confident that I would be able to pull some things out of the three chapters she gave me to go ahead and not have it be long. So we're going to look to Proverbs chapter 3, Proverbs chapter 5, and Proverbs chapter 6, because those are the chapters that she wanted addressed. When we, so, so basically what I did was I sat down and I read through these chapters, and I tried to look through and see some things that I felt like kind of linked to the conversations I'd had her, with her spiritually about her faith, her confidence in heaven, her walk with God, her years of service, uh, her and Dave. They worked hard in many places and she rejoiced in that. Um, so chapter three, I'm going to take you to verses five and six. Verses 5 and 6 say, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. 
It really just starts out by reminding us that we must trust in the Lord. Marty, when she was a nurse, she had to make a decision at some point. Do I continue to be a nurse or do I marry this guy and bounce all over the place and go to different camps and serve the Lord? And she found a way to set aside the nursing and to pick up another work, another occupation, another area of service, and to use that throughout her life. But she had to go ahead and trust in the Lord in that. Believe and trust that God had a path for her. And she trusted in him. She chose not to lean upon her own understanding, but to rest and acknowledge his leadership throughout her life. She also wanted me to go to Proverbs chapter 5. Not exactly why, uh, sure why she wanted to chip, uh, skip chapter 4, but she did. Uh, so we come to chapter 5, verses 1 and 2. It says, My son, attend unto my wisdom, and bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. And as I read down through the whole chapter, those were the two verses that really spoke to me about the conversations I had with her. Because I found to be in Marty wisdom and insight when I would talk to her about service for the Lord and her ministry to Anna Mae at the end of her Anna Mae's life. I just found somebody who was contemplative, reflective. Somebody who really sought what it was that God had for her. So when I look at verses 1 and 2 that say, Attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding, I think of Marty. In verse 2 it says that thou mayest regard discretion and that thy lips may keep knowledge. I didn't know Marty throughout her whole life, but certainly at the end of her life, I found somebody who was discreet, and I found somebody who always spoke positively about everyone. You know, I never, I never sat down to visit with her and she started pulling out all your dirty laundry. She never did that. Even Dave never said anything to me bad about Dave, and if you've been married all those years, surely there was something she could have said. <laughs> but no, she didn't. She was discreet. She was somebody who trusted in the Lord and rested in Him. When you come to chapter 6, as I read through the chapter and the many things that it touches upon, verses 20 down through 23 made me think of Marty. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thine heart, and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall lead thee. When thou sleepest, it shall keep thee. And when thou awakest, it shall talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is a light, and reproofs of instruction are the way of life. For sure, Marty is somebody who let God and his word lead her. For sure, she was somebody who let God keep her. She found her peace and rest 
in the Lord. It's interesting that this text says to us that when you arise, it talks to you. For the word of God to talk to you, you must have a relationship with it. It's different than just remembering. To have the word of God speak to you is personal and intimate. And Marty was somebody who was personal and intimate with the word. And the last one, as I look down to it, we see that as we look into life and eternal life, we see that God's word lights our way. It shows us the path to be taken. It teaches us that we must turn from our pride, our sin. We must turn to the living Savior who died on the cross and rose again, that he might offer us eternal life. It lights the way so that we as Christians might walk daily looking for that leadership, looking for that path through this life and into eternity itself. Certainly, Marty was and is a faith girl. That's what my wife calls it. She'll say, I'm a faith girl. And for sure, that is who Marty was. And that is who Marty is as she rests in heaven at this very moment. I love the fact that the scriptures teach us that those who have gone on before us make up that heavenly host who beholds our lives. And I want to challenge you. We, we meet many people in our lives, and we all have many relatives. But to be honest with you, not everybody is the example that we really want to follow. But Marty is one of those kind of people you can follow her example. A person who humbly chose to walk with the Lord throughout her life. To serve where she could, when she could. And to give the glory to God. She's the kind of example I hope we will all follow throughout our lives. She wanted the song, Blessed Assurance, either sung by the congregation or sung. And so at this time, John Kaufman and Hillary are going to come and sing for us Blessed Assurance.
close us in prayer. I want to remind you that when I close in prayer, there is going to be a photo montage of Marty's life. Um, and then I also want to give you a quick challenge. Before Matt, Marty passed, she told me, she said, Pastor, I am not at all worried about myself. She said, I know where I'm going. I'm completely at peace with it. But she said, I am so worried about Dave. And I said, well, what are you worried about, Marty? She said, I'm just afraid that he will be lonely. So we sat and chatted and we talked about Heaven, we talked about Dave, and I promised her I would do my best. But I want to challenge you. Reach out, pray for Dave. Do it for Marty. Let's have a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for eternal life the peace we can have in that. And I pray that you would be with us today as we reflect on Marty's life and the sweet spirit that she had. I pray that you would help us to rest in you. And Lord, I do pray for Dave. I pray that you would help him to sense your presence. Help him to be connected in his faith community.
Help us as friends and family to reach out. Lord, we thank you that Marty so loved her family, her husband, and most of all, you, Lord. Help us to follow that example. In Christ's name we pray, amen.